Welcome to My Friends in the North with PR and management consultant Sarah Waddington as she interviews some of the leading lights in the north of England about their work, the economy, communications and what makes them tick. Hello and welcome to My Friends in the North. Today we're in Newcastle and we're going to delve into the enthralling world of auctioneering because I'm sat here with the Managing Director of Anderson and Garland, Julian Thompson. Welcome to the show, Julian. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Um, so, we've worked together for a few years now and let's face it, I'm absolutely fascinated by the world you work in because um, you get to see so many personal stories and histories that you're part of, really. How and when did the auction trade become your choice of career? Um, Probably uh, I was in the right place at the right time, I think, more by luck than design. Um, I've been in the business since I was 16. I uh, got a moderate amount of O-levels and was just sort of searching around for things to do um, when I'd done my O-levels back in the day, giving my age away there. Um, but um, yeah, saw an advert in a local paper, just uh, took took the job um, just for a few months at the time. But I happened, I was delighted to fall into a job that I absolutely love and I've loved it ever since. And the rest is history. The rest, as they say, is history. Yes, indeed, indeed. Fantastic. Let's talk about the auction trade. It's not an obvious choice as a job, really. I mean, do you worry about succession planning? Where do you find your pipeline of talent? You've got quite a big team here. You know, what we've did you a, and your colleagues study? How how do you find people? We've got a we've got a big team. We've got a very specialist team. Most most of my colleagues, we tend to fall into this business. Really, I you don't. I mean, although I'm a qualified chartered art and antique surveyor um, you don't have to be qualified in this business it's useful but it's not essential I have colleagues who my uh, another colleague has a has an art degree came from an art degree at, uh, at Sunderland other colleagues like myself have really just worked their way up we tend to come in young at 16 16 17 Learning is very much on the job in this business. There's, there's very little you can just learn in the classroom. It's all about handling the items and seeing them. And especially if you can, especially as I did in my early career, and I know some of my colleagues who sort of latch on to a really good specialist who was very generous with his knowledge. Uh, and and that's, that's how we learn. And it's just years and years and years of that. Really. And I guess if it doesn't suit someone, they move out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for those who might be new to it, tell us about auctioneering and how it's different to buying and selling goods elsewhere. Has it changed much over the years? It, it has from when I started. I mean, uh, basically, you know, vendors come to us. We, with either a single item, they come to us with a whole house to clear. Basically, our strengths are we can walk into a house, we can pinpoint A, what is of value, B, what is not of value. We can then catalogue, expertly catalogue the items that are of value, expertly catalogued. And thirdly, we know where all the major dealers, collectors, enthusiasts are right around the world so we can access that market. So in effect, we can get a lot more than if you wanted to sell the items on your own. You know, people employ us to get the highest prices for their goods. So we can access those sort of specialist markets around the, around the globe, really. 
Yeah, so I guess you're not just taking it somewhere or putting it on eBay or whatever it might no, be and no, hoping no. for the best. So something that might list but then not sell. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So, so you know, we will take a, you know, say a Moorcroft vase or a George Third armchair or, you know, we can expertly catalogue, give a condition report. Yeah put that out on the market. So you out. give a full description, you take a picture. Full description, yeah, we are offering a guarantee, yeah. which is, you know, on some sites, you know, you, you, you don't get that. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, that, that, that is basically what we're about. And nowadays, of course, um, with the internet, certainly in the last five or 10 years, it's made a huge, huge So it's revolutionized difference. here from when I first started working with yeah. you, that came in afterwards. Came in afterwards. And the access uh, to certainly buyers in China and places like that. Yeah, it's astonishing, actually. It is. It is. I mean, 2000. Uh, live bidding came in around the sort of mid noughties sort of 2006, 2007. And it has revolutionised. I mean, we can put something up online and it, you know, yeah. it immediately pings up on someone's Google search or, you know, on one of our on the websites we use to sort of market. It's got to a stage now where probably 70-80% of the goods are either bought or underbid online now. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you haven't been to an auction, I would really urge listeners to, to go and watch because it, it's, it's something else watching you all in action, up on the podium, taking bids in the room, on the phone and online. It oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite... And the pace oh, of it as well. It's, 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 it's a great day out. It's, it's a, a great day out. It's a great like, day out. wow. It's exciting. Lots of different uh, bids coming in from different... Uh, you exhausted at the end. It is. It is. It's a, you know, we like to put on a bit of a show yeah. and, uh, you know, great. people employ us to get the best prices for their goods. And I think, you know, um, and there's yeah. always great humor along the way as well, yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you've had some amazing sales and um, seen some really record breaking prices. Give our listeners the highlights. Which are your favorite, almost notable lots that have sold through Anderson and Garland? I mean, the most notable, I guess, are the two highest selling lots, um, which was a Lalique vase, which oh, I found. beautiful. It was beautiful, yeah. Mm. And that was one of only four made by the man himself, René Lalique. And we don't actually know where the other three are. Those were the only one of that limited edition of, of four that turned up. That turned up in a, uh, in a, in a sort of routine local house clearance. Stunning, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, I was, you know, visibly sort of shaking. I you know, when when I when I knew exactly what it was, it was it was a great moment. And the other the other one, I suppose, we we sold a we sold a picture by a chap called Atkinson Grimshaw, which again it was a hair on the back of the neck event. I went into a house in Jesmond, and this picture was on the wall in the back room. And the, the artist has a very Atkinson Grimshaw has a very distinctive style, and I knew me immediately what it was. Didn't quite know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite know at the end of the day it would go for two hundred and six thousand pounds, but wow! I mean, like, <laughs> but uh, but so. but you know, I thought mm, I thought perhaps fifty, seventy thousand, but two hundred and six thousand really took my breath away on the day. And there have been loads of others. I mean, that's what yeah. keeps us going. You know, you never know what's behind a front door. Yeah. Oh, under um, the bed. I've heard all sorts uh, of stories yeah, from yeah, you guys. This, this yeah. sort of thing. Just just recently, in a back of a china cabinet, two very early cockerel ornaments by a firm called Bow. Found them in the back of a china cabinet, uh, and they're probably worth a thousand pounds each you know right. nothing else in the cabinet was yeah. worth anything at all but those yeah, I'm not uh, sure you'd find very much of value at mine but <laughs> you never know you never know something that my grandma passed on maybe oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um so what would your tips be if anyone who's tuning in was inspired to go and have a dig around their attic or you know it's, I mean, the house? it's it's difficult what, I, what I'd urge people to do is not to not to be careful what you throw away when I go around to people's houses especially in a house clearance situation people feel compelled to tidy up before we go yeah. and I say no no don't tidy up before we go don't throw anything out don't throw anything out at all just keep it because 
you know, I mean, in, in recent years, you've had, um, you know, you, you've had various collecting. I mean, the stuff from the 70s, the retro stuff from the 60s, 70s now is all the rage. When I started back in the 80s, you know, you, you, you virtually, you know, you sent a lot of that just for disposal. Whereas now, you know, all of that sort of retro kitsch stuff from the 60s, 70s and the 50s is now absolutely... A big revival. Big revival, big revival. So just, just, just be careful. And don't clean things. Don't clean things silver. Just be careful what just, you know, with silver, it's a light clean, uh, nothing abrasive. And again, don't, if you're thinking of putting something into auction, say furniture, don't get it restored. Just sell it as it is. It's probably worth far more unrestored than it is restored because if you get a bad restoration, it can take value off. So, so good, good mm. tips there. Mm. There's a lot in the media at the moment about climate change and sustainability and what the role of organisations should be in positive change. I guess you could argue that consigning things to auction is a green way of doing things. It's the ultimate in recycling, really. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you are, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's reckoned, and, uh, and I read an article uh, recently where I was saying that a, a new chest of drawers is 16 times worse for the environment than, than buying an antique chest of drawers. Wow. Um, and the antique chest of drawers, it, 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 it's old, it's got the history, yes, it. it Antiques are green. Antiques yeah. are green. That's, I suppose they're travelling less as well. They're, they're sold in the locality. They're, 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 they're sold in the locality. You know, I, the only, I mean, there will be a bit of... There will need a van to come and collect them and yeah. take them away. But as far as the production, it means you're not cutting down new trees. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not, uh, you're not down, damaging the There's environment. There's no wrapping for the There's most no part. Wrapping. That's unless right. it's something that's very that, kind of that, fragile. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a very green business. Yeah. That's good. I know you and the team here do an awful lot to support the local community. And I know you'll tell us uh, how and the different ways you do that. But why do you do it? And do you think other businesses like yours should support those around them? Yes, I do. I think, you know, helping the community, it, it, it's, it's fun. It makes, you, it makes you feel good. You know, being a good guy is good business in my, in my book. If, you're, if you're good for the community, the community's good for you. Yeah. You know, on a regular basis, we have collections for all sorts of charities on our previews here at Anderson House. We've got the big Elmer auction coming up for St Oswald's. Fantastic. We're helping. We're helping out with that. It's lovely to see the oh, Elmer yeah, dancers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, really looking, I'm really looking forward. I mean, we had a great time a few years ago with the Snow Dogs. I'm really looking forward to uh, yeah. to, 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 to 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 Elmer. And again, just a couple of weeks ago, we helped um, we helped Durham Cathedral out selling some stonework. That got some great press coverage. It, it did. It too. did. And it was it was a real pleasure to do. It was an absolute pleasure. The Durham staff were great. And you know, now we're we're doing. Um, we're doing a charity eve evening for Northeast Promenaders Against Cancer in a, in a in a couple of weeks. So yeah, just just, and we 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 have uh, collections for yeah. churches and around the uh, around the region on a regular basis as well. So yeah, we, we we like we like helping out where we can. And you also do is it? Am I right that you do house clearances for a local? We do charity? we do house clearances yeah. uh, in conjunction with uh, St Oswald's. Yeah. So um, you know we take which is a massive help for people at a time in real need. It, it, it yeah. is, and you know they know they're going for a good cause rather than just being sent to the local tip. Yeah. You know St Oswald's are actually taking them. And they are doing. And again, like um, you say, it's like reuse of furniture re and goods. Reuse, so they recycle where they can. So yeah. we take what we can sell and, and what we think is worth people's while selling, and then St Oswald's take care of the rest, which yeah. is, you know, makes, makes everyone feel good. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Right. <laughs> I think everybody's got a little bit of fatigue around this, but dare I mention the B word? Um, we're still in a world of uncertainty about Brexit, but we're still on track to leave the EU. Obviously, we've had an extension out to the 31st of January. Yeah. 
How do you see this affecting Anderson and Garland and the region? Well, it's a very uncertain time for all businesses, not just ours, um, in the northeast. No one knows quite how it's all going to pan out. I suppose on an uh, Anderson and Garland level, you know, we sell internationally on a weekly basis. We sell some things to Europe uh, directly to buyers in Europe, as well as around the world. It's not a, it's not a, um, you know, overwhelming part of our business, but. I suppose there will be uncertainty around exporting works of art and, and being held up in customs, whether mm. there are going to be tariffs. Nobody knows whether there are going to be tariffs on artwork. It's, it's an uncertain time for... Yeah. for and that's not always the, the information, is not necessarily there it, to help it's, you it's plan. Not, it's so there's not. some things you can do, like so, exporters can get your numbers and you can help right. European staff apply for that's similar right. status. But yep. Outside of these concrete steps, actually, like you say, not knowing tariffs and things it's like that. No, is quite it's tricky, it's an right? uncertain time. I mean, on the so it swings and roundabouts. I suppose with Brexit, it may mean a lessening of a bit of red tape that you know has uh, all been part and parcel of as being part of the um, uh, European Union. There's um, artist resale rights for artists that are living or within the last seventy years. There's a four percent surcharge on modern. You know, if we do come out of if we do come out of uh, the EU, that may be relaxed, so it may actually do some good. So, I mean, it, it swings and roundabouts. It's all up in the air at the moment, Sarah. Really. Yeah. yeah, I guess though, one of the good things about the auction trade is actually, it's it's actually quite useful for people, even in terms of austerity. Yeah. In terms, of, it's it's a it's someone a business yeah. model that people have always used, and actually, like you say, we're we're sat today in your office, uh, and we're kind of peeking out. You can see lots of brown furniture. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I suppose, like you say, they've got things, these trends of things that come in and go. You got you got trends. So uh, that will help the market. Actually, should be fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah we, we, well, you know, not not everything can be riding high at any one time. So I mentioned the sort of yeah. I mentioned the sort of the retro the retro stuff's all the all the rage now the i hate that term brown furniture you know but but it's it's one that the media seem to have cottoned on to but um it's yeah i mean brown furniture has taken a hit in the last 10 or 15 years but the cycle know, will come back the, the cycle will come back i mean a lot of our buyers are from asia who are very interested in buying asian art uh buying watches and that sort of thing we still have a lot of we still have a lot of interest from the US as well. Mm. So, um, yes, we're, we, we haven't kept all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. I suppose also yeah. the breadth of what you have. I mean, you've got beautiful yeah. jewellery, you've got your That's artwork, right. you've That's got right. household things, yeah. furniture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of everything. I've come in here and I've seen fabulous coats and, right. you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Uniforms, military. That's right. That's right. Know, yeah. So yeah. Know. It's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about you. Outside of work, I mean, people will hopefully have brought the picture that actually it's very busy business. Actually, yeah, it's never yeah. there's no it's stop. Not much downtime. No, there's not. Well, no, because you go from even if you have gaps in between sales, you've then got to get the next items yes. consigned. Yeah. You've got to get them catalogued, and then you've got to market them. Yeah. So like yeah. it's busy, busy. Um, how do you relax? What what techniques do you use to stay fit and well and well, just stay well mentally? I do try. I, I think um, you know you you have to stop and as I say, smell the flowers along the way. I think you've got to um i'd say i was i'd say i was an enthusiastic member of tyne rowing club uh <laughs> down at newburn i'm not much good but i'm enthusiastic That's good. Um, even at this time of year uh, even at this time of year yeah. yes i mean it's only 10 minutes from the office here so i normally um couple, couple of nights a week i'll go down there um 
I get, you know, I get the running shoes on now and again. Um, and yeah, that's my secret. Dog yeah. walks and running keeps yeah, me sane. Right. That's yeah. right. Uh, you know, it's good. It, it, it requires very little input going running. Just don a pair of trainers and yeah. away you go. And I think it's um, the fresh air in the, in the countryside as tis, well. It is. Yeah. 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 And I, I tend to find that's where I do my best thinking as well. I'm trying to. I, you switch off. We're well, just being, switching. I, I you yeah. know, switch the phone off. Get the you know social media, all that sort of thing. Just switch it off, and it does it does clear the head. So, I, so I'm, I'm I'm quite big on that. You know, I do make time for exercise. Yeah. That's great. Let's wrap up with a tip. Yeah. You live in Northumberland. Uh-huh. I always like to know where people recommend. So where should people visit because it's worth the trip and why? Well, my favourite, favourite walk in um, near where I live is up at Holtwhistle near Featherstone Castle. That's my oh, go-to. Lovely. That's my go-to mm. place when I'm, you know, when you, you just fancy a walk, clear the head. Um, I pull up by Featherstone Castle and there's a lovely walk up the South Tyne to Lamley Viaduct. And back along the um, South Tyne Railway, the old Alston Railway line. So that would Fabulous. be my that would be my go-to clearing of head place um, to go. It is or the Roman Wall, of course. That you of can't course. go wrong with the Roman. We Wall. We were up um, near Stocksfield at the yeah. weekend visiting Cherryburn. Yes, yes, lovely, lovely. little place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Thomas uh, Buick's house. That's yeah, right, yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's only yeah. small. No, Alpacas and donkeys as well. Yeah, right. you can't yeah. go wrong. <laughs> something for everyone. <laughs> there yeah. is, yeah, and a good cafe. Have to stop there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, Julian, thanks for a great conversation and for giving us an insight into your world. If you'd like to keep up to date with Anderson and Garland's latest auctions, make sure you head to Twitter and follow at Northeast Auctioneers or visit andersonandgarland.com. I hope you're enjoying this first series of My Friends of the North. And if you or a client would like to be involved, just drop me a line at sarah at astute.work. And bye for now. See you next time. Thank you for listening to My Friends in the North with Sarah Waddington. You can find Sarah on Twitter at Mrs. Underscore Wads or get involved with the podcast by emailing Sarah at astute.work. See you next time. Yeah.